Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Ahmad. Well, hello there, Sam. Uh, how are you doing? Very good, Marcus. How about you? Yeah, I'm brilliant. I've had a good week, thank you. The sun is shining outside, which is a welcome. First time we've seen that for about six months here in the UK. And I'm very excited about today's show because you're going to be talking about something that I really would like to find a little bit more about. And it's case studies, how you can use case studies on your website. Take it away, Sam. So yeah, today's topic is case studies about why you case studies are a good idea or are case studies a good idea how we should use them and hints and tips using them so that is what we're going to talk about today in the show but first of all uh, Marcus we've got news of the day so that's over to you today I've actually uh, going to be talking about uh, artificial intelligence now we're going to be covering this in next week's show in a lot more depth but the news is that chat GBT has just come out with a fourth iteration um and what's interesting for me is that this what you can do now is it will actually look at a photograph and it will describe it for you and that started making me thinking wow that's going to be great for doing alt tags isn't it sam what do you think about that maybe i've I've not seen it do that i've seen it do the other way so i've seen some ai things where you tell it what to draw and it draws it um, I'm, I'm, I have not been overly blown yeah. by that, I have to be honest. <laughs> but no. yeah, no, that is possibly right. But I think with all of these AI things, they give you a good start and then you need to take it from there. Exactly, Sam. But this, and what's, this started me thinking about this new process um, is something that I've been banging on about for a long time. And that is, someday, will photography have the same weight as SEO goes as copy on a text? What I mean by that is, at the moment, if you have original copy, you will get uh, uh, favoured by Google. You'll get to, you know, get to like, higher up on the list. That doesn't apply to photography. Now, with this new artificial intelligence, does that mean that Google will now be able to look at a, a website and if it's got original photography on there, it's going to be weighted higher as far as, let's say, SEE goes? What do you think about that, Sam? Well, we're certainly not there yet. And maybe we could do a whole show about it. But at the moment, no. no. But it, it could be on the way. So, shall we start with uh, with this week's topic, Marcus? Let's go for it. Okay, over to you, Sam. Let's tell, talk, tell me all about case studies. Okay, so case studies, I guess the first thing we need to say is, what do we actually mean by case studies? So, what we're talking about is, if you're a photographer, talking about work you've done. And so, having a page where you could talk about work on a particular day with a particular client. Now, a simplest example is obviously if you're a wedding photographer, a case study for a wedding photographer is clearly very obvious. It's a wedding. You know, this is Janet and John's wedding um, at this location. And you can then you've got a page about that. So that's sort of what a case study is. So the question is, why would you want a case study? What's the point of them? Why would you go for this? And there's a few different reasons for it. And the first one is you can you can show what you've done. And you can sort of build up a relationship with your reader. So a lot, a lot of the what are the readers are doing is seeing if they are the visitors to your website. They're seeing if you're the right match for them. If you've worked with people like them. So if they're flicking through some of the case studies and they see a case study that's got a venue that's kind of at a similar, say, budget and level to what they're thinking of or a similar look. It might be that, you know, they want a country hotel look or it's a, 
a village hall looks. If they're looking through your case studies and see somebody that's done a similar wedding, they're suddenly looking going, ah, you know, people like me work with people like you. They're making that connection. You're starting to get that emotional connection. And then they can start to see the photos of this particular wedding. And once they're in there, they're looking at a wedding that's in the style that they want. And so they can sort of see that you can do weddings like they do. Yeah, you, you empathize with their style, you empathize what they're talking about. And there's text there too. So I think that's really important. A lot of photographers love their photographs, obviously, but not so many remember that the mm. writing's important too. You know, a photo of the bride is fantastic, but explaining how much time you spent with the mother of the bride beforehand and the bride and the groom discussing what they wanted, whether they wanted the formal photos or whether they wanted a more casual approach and how long you spent talking about that planning with them, none of that comes through in the photograph. You've got to talk about it. I think it's really important what you're saying there, I think, because I think there's a temptation from photographers just to bung up a load of images and think, oh, there's my latest blog done. You're saying it needs to be more than that, yes? Yeah, definitely. So, I, I mean, a website's the same, but definitely for the case studies, this isn't a gallery, this isn't a grid of shots. I mean, that's what Instagram is, you know. This is about the day, what happened on the day from the people, from the photo's point of view, from your point of view. And then it's about getting that feeling in there too. So, I mean, you know, when we buy things, we all like to think what we've logically done is looked at the review and decided what's the best thing for us to buy and at the right price. Mm. But if we're honest and we look at this, we all buy emotionally. And then afterwards, we go back and we, and we make the rational decisions. You know, we, we sort of back it up rationally because we're rational people, but we're not. We all buy emotionally um, all the time, most things. And so uh, especially something like a photo shoot, it, it's quite, you know, it's definitely linked to emotions. And is this person going to be right for me on the wedding day? I'm using weddings a lot here. I ought to move on to a different analogy. You know, I mean, especially for wedding, it's an important day. You know, do I want this person at my wedding? Uh, you know, that's quite emotional, isn't it? So you've mm -hmm. got to get that across. So I think it's important to get like um, the feeling of the day. So, you know, for that case study, how did the bride feel about you being there? How did they feel when they received their photographs? Getting across how people feel using your services is really important. And you can get that across in those case studies. You've got the space to do it. You know, on your homepage and your services, you've got a little bit, but you've got a whole page about a day on that case study. And like we said, it, it might not be wedding. It might be you do I, commercial photography or something different and the case studies can work just as well. Sam, uh, just as a sort of um, figure, just to help me get my head around this, how many words would you say should be in a case study? So that's a good question. And, and there's obviously a range. You don't, I'd say you probably don't want less than 500. Um, that's probably a minimum. But, you know, that spaced out with some photos is not mm. a lot of text. And I'd say, you know, a thousand. It's similar to a blog, basically. My answer for a blog is kind of 500 is good for a short one. You don't want them all that length, but some of that length is absolutely mm. fine. You know, a thousand is a good kind of average. And then if it's like a mega project, then maybe 1,500 or a little bit more. So, you know, it could be, oh. you know, if you're a commercial photographer and you're working with the business, getting photos of their business, if you went for a couple of hours, you know, 500 word blog, great. If you spent a day with them and you got your drone out and you were 
going to a few different sites of theirs, then that would be more <laughs> than 1,000, 1,500, because there's so much going on. And, and Sam, mate, why, why do you think case studies have become so applicable now or so important uh, on the on, on website? What, what's, what's brought that about? I think there's a few things. I think it personally is that so that potential customers can see people like them that you've worked with before and that connection is really important. Yes. A lot of the uh, the Seth Godin books, the marketing books, if you read those, talk about people like us do things like this and you getting that across to people that mm -hmm. people like them work with you and that's really important. It's really important from an SEO point of view. So getting found on Google, you know, yes. if, you, if you want to get found on Google for... Um, working you know if you're doing commercial work and you want to work with local newspapers say then if you've got lots of case studies of how you've worked with local newspapers then when people search for that you will be the one turning up and including in that is mentioning geography because in your case study you can talk about where you are that could be specific venues specific businesses names of towns and you're building content on your website which is great for getting found on google which is what seo is um, and it also is great for google in terms of there is new content on your site and for visitors your site isn't stale there's new stuff happening it looks fresh yeah, that's really good. Well, I'll tell you what, you've really infused me to relook at my website and get a few case studies on there. And uh, yeah, it seems like a, a no brainer, really. That's it. And, and it doesn't have to be a lot of work. I think the key is to set yourself a target, right? Let's do one a month. Yeah, let's do one every two weeks and pick a target that's realistic. You know, you don't want to just be too lax in that, you know, it's it's so little that the, the content will grow so slowly. It's hopeless. So, you know, everybody could manage one a month. That is not that much work. Um, and yes, the first one will take you quite a bit of time. And the first time, well, this is a bit of a drag. But, you know, by the time you're on your second and your third, you'll be in the flow of it. You'll know what size you need your images. You'll know how you want to organize your text. And, you know, by you're doing the fourth and fifth, you'll be flying and it'll be taking you half the time it did before. I think it's really important to set that time aside and think, right, I'm going to do this. Let's get it done. Great stuff. Well, Sam, that was brilliant. You've really, really uh, given a lot of information across there for our listeners. But um, could you maybe just do a quick, maybe two or three bullet points from the kind of things that really, you know, are the, the most salient bits about that, please? Yeah. So I guess the key, isn't it, is that for case studies, the what, the why and the how. So the case studies, the what is it's about jobs you've done with particular clients, um, getting across the story of the day as well as the images. The why is it so you find people visiting your site can see people like them having their photos taken, working with you so they can relate to you and get that emotional connection. And also in terms of SEO, it works really well because you're getting more content on your website, talking about specific locations, specific industries and things like that. So it works really brilliantly for that. And how do you do it? Well, you just need to put some time aside, decide how many months you're going to do and go away and do it. Brilliant, Sam. That's great. I love that. What, why and how? You, you can't beat it. Brilliant. OK, so look, we're coming up to the end of the show and um, we're going to come back to you again because, of course, you've got Stat of the Day. That's it. So start of the day today, 23% um, of small retailers in 22 still don't have a website. So, I mean, that's a massive missed opportunity. Yeah, 23%. I mean, even if it's not selling your stuff, you know, it needs to at least be there with a few pictures and, and show you exist and point people where to come and find you. 
massive missed opportunity there for the for those uh yeah small retail businesses i mean that's amazing actually again a quarter of businesses don't have a, a website retailers so yeah re- retailers rather than business specifically but yes yeah, oh, retailers. retailers so those small <laughs> okay. shops yeah just, even... just no online presence just relying on people walking in the door wow okay well that's obviously well <laughs> it's a good job there's people like you around to put them right sam <laughs> well hopefully we can help people with things like that right marcus um i've enjoyed speaking to you today be great very informative hope that everybody's enjoyed it and yeah see you on the next episode sam. see you next week cheers bye then we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast you can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform you can find sam and marcus on linkedin and at website for photographers .co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week.